The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 52. This is the first episode in a series on the Book of Romans called Christianity 101. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. With the series that I'm starting today, I'm going to do something different from the last two series, which is do a book study. That is, to do a study of one particular book in the Bible, in this particular case, the book of Romans, which is an epistle, that is to say, a letter written from the Apostle Paul to the church, the Christian church in Rome. And as I said in the introduction, I am titling this particular series, Christianity 101. And the reason for that is Romans is probably as a book, the most complete theologically. And there's a reason for that. As we look at the letters of Paul, for instance, which in the Bible would be the books of Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, at least, there is a theme among most of them, which is they are written to a church where Paul has served for some period of time, sometimes, like the church in Thessalonica, for a short period of time, has been there for a matter of months or sometime for years. And so what has happened in those letters is Paul has spent a significant time period with the church teaching. And then some issue has come up that they have written and asked Paul about, or some issue has come up that Paul has heard about and he has written to them in regard to to correct one point or to correct a series of points or to clarify something that they're asking or to deal with a particular issue. Of all of those letters, there is a set that are to churches, there's a set that are to individuals, The letter to the church in Rome is unique in the sense that Paul is writing ahead of his journey to a particular place. So he's writing to a particular church, some of whom he may know, but as a whole, he does not know these people. They have not heard him preach before. And so this letter, more than any other letter in the New Testament, deals with Paul's understanding of theology, his understanding of Jesus, his understanding of God, in a very structured fashion. And because of that, it is a very good letter to study, it's a very good book to study, in terms of getting a systematic, structured understanding of what Christianity is. Because that's why Paul is writing this letter. So let's take a look at Romans. Starting with Romans 1, because this is a letter it will take a particular form that we would expect to see in a letter, especially in a letter from Paul. It's going to start with an introduction of who it's coming from. This is a little backwards from how we would write a letter. We would write who it's to often first, and then maybe who it's from at the end. But the letters in the New Testament are written in a little different form, and Paul is going to explain something about who he is. And how he introduces himself tells us something about what the context is for a letter. So, for example, by contrast, let's look at Galatians 1. And Galatians is a letter written to a church that has fallen into error. 
And so Paul writes to them, Paul, an apostle, sent not from men, nor by men, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers with me to the churches in Galatia. Okay. In that letter, he is establishing his authority right away and trying to point out, as he will later on, that they've fallen into error and that the message that he brought was a message from God. Okay? So, by contrast, the introduction of who Paul is in the first part of Romans is going to be a little longer because, again, Paul isn't known necessarily to these people. He's known of, certainly. So Paul's introduction of himself in Romans 1 is, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his human nature was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the Son of God by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him, and for his name's sake, we received grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. And you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. Okay, so what do we learn about Paul in this rather long paragraph, these six verses? One is, we learn that Paul is a servant, a servant of Christ Jesus. That's his first introduction. I don't know how it is that you describe yourself when people ask you, who are you? Whether you describe yourself as husband or wife first, or as an engineer or a teacher or a shoemaker or describe yourself as Danish or Mexican, or whatever you think of to choose first. But in Paul's mind, first and foremost, he's a servant of God. Or more specifically, he's a servant of Christ Jesus. And the second thing he tells us is that he is an apostle. Apostle literally is a word that means to be sent. comes from apostolos in Greek. And he has been sent by the church to found new churches sent by the church, specifically, he says later on, to the Gentiles to bring them to faith in Jesus. That is his identity, that is his office, is that of an apostle. And then again, he's going to assume less in this particular letter because it is written ahead of his journeys. And so he's going to explain when he says that he's set apart for the gospel of God, the good news is what gospel means, what he's talking about. He's talking about Jesus. He's already going to start in verse 2 to talk about Jesus. And a lot of this book is going to be talking about Jesus because that is the basis for Paul's understanding of Christianity. It's all about Jesus. And so he says it's been promised through beforehand, this gospel, this good news was promised ahead of time through the prophets and the Holy Scriptures. And when he says Holy Scriptures, he would mean Old Testament. So this is something that is a fulfillment of what the prophets in the Old Testament said, that they pointed to his son, God's son, Jesus, who, as his human nature, is a descendant of David. So he is a fulfillment of David's line from the Old Testament as the prophets talked about something from David's line coming. And then the spirit of holiness has declared him with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead. So he is, we know two things about Jesus already. One is, Paul is saying, I'm talking about somebody who is a continuation of an Old Testament promise 
and also who is shown to be full of power by his resurrection from the dead. And that's Jesus. And then he says, Through him and for his name's sake we receive grace. We receive that which we did not deserve, which is good. Grace means to get something we don't deserve. And apostleship, which we talked about, to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. And then he says, you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. And he's writing this to the church. So he's writing to those who already believe in Jesus. And then the next part of the introduction, the final part then is, to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. We should explain here for a second, when we say saints, this is saints with a small s, this is the holy people of God. Everybody in the church is called to be a saint, called to be holy, called to be set apart for God's purposes, called to be in a process of being made holy. And we'll get into that in much greater detail as we get through Romans, because that's going to be part of what Paul is going to explain as we move through this letter. And we're not going to get much further in this letter today before I run out of time, but let me finish one last section, which is Paul talks about his longing to visit Rome. This is how we know that he is writing this ahead of time. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because of your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve with my whole heart in preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now, at last, by God's will, the way may be opened for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts to make you strong, that is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I am planned many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among other Gentiles. I am obligated to both Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish, and that is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. And with that, having just made it through most of the introduction, we're going to bring this episode of the Bible Study Podcast to a close. This series is going to take a little while, but I'm hoping it's going to be a very informative series if we really break down what Paul is going to be talking about in this letter. So I hope you stick with me, tell your friends, subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions, send them to me at host at the Bible Study Podcast or leave a comment at the website, thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always... Thanks so much for listening. God's Word will change our life, but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. Well, that's where I come in. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God a scripture meditation podcast. And each week, I guide you through a scripture, giving you space to listen to the Spirit and pray about what's on your heart. Then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.